Well, good morning, family. It's so nice to be with you this morning. If I haven't got the chance to meet you, I am Calvin. I'm the student pastor here at Family Life Fellowship. Well, today we're going to be talking about wonder. And uh, no, I'm not talking about mystical dragons or crystal balls or, or pixie dust and fairies. I'm talking about the wonder of God. I'm talking about the beautiful, uncreated, unmatched, unfailing God. Who in here knows that our God is wonderful? Amen. That our God is full of wonder. This morning, Pastor Brad um, had mentioned a little bit about just the the wonder of God, just seeing uh, buds on a tree and, and the little tiny minute things of God, and it just stirred on me um, that the, the word that God gave me this morning um, was true because uh, Pastor Brad and I didn't talk, but there's so many similarities in, in what we're going to be sharing about this morning. So um, I encourage you, um, God's word is so awesome that you need to go back and watch Pastor Brad's message this morning because it was amazing. So... I believe it is critical to seek the wonders of God, not only just to admire them, but to seek them. You know, there are many different aspects of wonder, um, and we would be here for literally the eternity if we were talking about every aspect of God and his wonders. But I want to give you five this morning, and I believe if you apply these to your life, that It will literally catapult you to a new relationship with Jesus, a deeper relationship with Jesus. Our children's pastor, Shirley, uh, she had mentioned something that just stuck with me, that that her word was to elevate. She was focusing on elevating. And many of us think of, you know, elevating like we're going higher with God. But she had just, she talked it down to just growing deeper with God. And And to go higher with God You have to go deeper with God. And I believe that this message will challenge all of us. It's been challenging me as I've been preparing to go deeper with God. So let's pray. God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit, God, is you are taking over this service. I thank you that if I speak anything outside of your word, God, that you would shut my lips. I thank you for the word that you've given me. And I thank you just for the seed that is going to be planted on each and every person in here. God, I thank you that um, each and every person in here will will take something, God, and grow deeper with you because that's what it's all about. It's about growing deeper with you, Jesus. And I thank you so much for everything you do and who you are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, someone say wonder. Listen, uh, if you're the note-taking type, uh, my first point is to have wonder like a child. And uh, my daughter's three years old, and uh, she has a lot of cousins. If you don't know my wife's side of the family, they have a lot of family. And uh, she has a lot of cousins, and who knows how awesome it is for, um, uh, she has a cousin uh, around the same age as her, and they get together on family of functions, and you know how the kids kind of bundle in their age groups. Well, who knows how awesome and incredible it is when you have two toddlers and one toy? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty scary, honestly, sometimes. And, um, 
And her cousin, uh, she has this uh, umph attitude of like, this is mine. And then my daughter, she, she really doesn't really understand at this point that like the, a possession type thing. So she thinks it's hers. And, 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 and what happens when that toy becomes a possession and they both need it, the other one begins to wonder why they don't have it. They begin to wonder why it's not in their hands. They, they kick and scratch and fight. Man, I straight up saw, no kidding, a two-year-old get knocked out over a poppet. The little silicone things, like, they got straight, no, that's mine, and full-fisted back swung and Part of me was like, but then the other part of me was like, my daughter's not going in there. (sighs) But my question is, how many of us fight for our faith the way a, a child fights for a toy? How many of us look at someone with a stronger faith than us, with a more uh, attractive faith, and say, I need what they have? I'm going to do whatever it takes to get what they have. Or do we sit back in the corner and throw fit because we don't have it? Well, you say, Pastor, Pastor Calvin, I was born into this and I'll never be like them because, well, I'm not a pastor and um, my, my family's always been this way and dot, 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 excuse after excuse after excuse. We have to get to the place where the wonder of someone else's faith encourages us to step forward. That's why we're all here today. That's the purpose of church today, is for one another to encourage one another to go on, to spur each other on. Not to get jealous of the relationship so-and-so has over so-and-so. We're all in this together. I also want you to know that wonder creates hunger. And no, I'm not talking about the battle going on the inside of you right now where you're going to go to lunch in uh, the next uh, couple minutes after this message. But I'm, I'm talking about the wonder of creating hunger of going for Jesus. How many of you know that when you start a relationship with Jesus, you really don't desire him most of us in this room were drawn to Jesus by an uh, uh, event or, or, some, or some type of sentimental message that really struck our heartstrings. But how many of us know in this room that once you start digging and once you start pursuing Jesus, he starts pursuing you and your relationship with him grows deeper and deeper? In James 4, the writer is speaking about turning away from evil and resisting the devil. Verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. As you draw near to God and he draws near to you, you will begin to see new perspectives and new views of him that will bring not only you closer to him, but those around you closer to him. How many of us know this fight that we're fighting, this faith fight, is not only for ourselves, but for those around us? Job Job describes a little bit in uh, Job 26, verses 10 through 14, just about the the wonders of God and how big he is. And um, I want to read through this. Verse 10, he says, He drew a circular horizon on the face of the waters. 
at the boundary of the light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his rebuke. He stirs up the sea with his power, and by his understanding he breaks up the storm. By his spirit he adorned the heavens. His, hand, his hands pierced the fleeing spirit serpent. Indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. And how small a whisper we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? I don't know if anyone has read these passages before, but it goes on and on. I just picked a small section because Job understood that God, the creator of the universe, is far more vast than we can understand. He is far more vast than what my brain can comprehend. He understood that when he goes to look at something, that it goes deeper. I heard an analogy years ago that stuck with me, that the scriptures, imagine opening the Bible and reading a scripture, and there you are in this library, and you open the door to James 4, and in that door is another hallway full of doors, and you turn to the left, and you see just a, a, a glimpse of what James 4 says, and you open that door, and there's another hallway this is what God means by he, he, that he, he will go deeper, that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. How many of us like going to the ocean? I know it's December right now, but I like going to the ocean. And every time I think of the ocean, I think of my honeymoon. Um, September 2017, my wife and I are newlyweds, and we are headed to Puerto Rico. As soon as we get there, we don't, we don't care about that we're newlyweds. We just want to get to the beach. We immediately run to the beach, and I don't know if anybody else, but I just stand at the beach. Whenever, every time I go to the beach or any large water mass thing, I just sit and look, and I'm like, wow. And you can just sit there and just absorb just the, the vast, just the hugeness of the ocean, and you can feel and hear the power of the waves. And I, and I begin to think to myself, wow, our God created this with the whisper of his breath. With the voice of the Lord created this. But not only that, I, I begin to look down at my feet and I see just seashells and just think about I'm, I'm kind of weird. I think about like the clam's life and like where like his family is. I'm like, wow, like rest in peace, clam. Like I think, <laughs> I, I think of like weird things like that. But then I think of the microorganisms and I think of just how like small, like it plays a part in this huge ocean. And I'm thinking about the small thing and the huge thing. And it, it has to bring me back to that the God that created all this with his whisper, with the breath of God creating me, that I'm important enough that he created me. The God of detail created me. In 2017 also, I went uh, on a mission trip to Honduras. Uh, we were putting on a clinic and uh, we would give dental help and vision help and um, honestly it was like it was like crazy evangelism. It wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it evangelism because it was like we sat in a chair and like they came to us. Like that's like room service evangelism. Like, 
But it was amazing. It was the first mission trip I've been on. It's the first time out of the country. And as we were sitting there, I, I saw this uh, woman. I was in the evangelism line because uh, dealing with people's teeth, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried it, and then I, not many people like you gagging when you're picking out their teeth. So I, I, they made me go to the evangelism line. So, um, But I'm sitting there, and I see a woman walk in with a walker. As she's, as she's walking in, I heard the voice of the Spirit. And he said, my desire is for her to be healed. And let me paint a picture for you. This woman is uh, probably not there to get uh, spiritual help, but she's there to get vision. It's a very poor country. She's there to get some glasses. And uh, she goes in with her walker, and her leg had been broken below her knee, and there they don't, they don't have medical help, so what happens when you break a bone or jam a finger or something? It doesn't quite grow back the same. So her leg was literally at a 45-degree angle from the bottom of her knee, which was causing her to be about three inches shorter on her left side. And, and a young, naive, you know, zealous kid on his first mission trip, I said, God can heal her. There was nothing in me that could convince that God couldn't heal her. And I was, you know, praying for people, but like God, like as she moved around the the circle and coming back, as I was praying for people, I just kept looking up because I knew God was about to do something incredible. And when she got to the the place that I was at, um, I, I let her know, I said, um, God is a God of miracles through our translation because I wasn't fluent in Spanish, but God is a God of miracles and he can heal you today. My God, I've seen God and I started just sharing testimonies with her because what does the Bible say that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and our testimony is so important. This isn't part of my notes, but there's some of you in here that have a testimony that someone needs to hear. Going back to this lady, she, she, she got there and she's receiving this because how many of us receive better when we've just been given something, right? right? So she's receiving this and she said, yeah, go ahead and pray. So I said in, 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 in the, the calmest way possible, Lord, I laid my hands on her leg. I said, Lord, heal her. And that was it. And all you hear... And the whole place is pop, and the room went silent. Her leg went from a 45-degree angle to completely straight. And I, when, when, I, when I say there was commotion, Espiritu Santos, Espiritu Santos, she was running. The woman that came in on a walker was running across the room, Espiritu Santos, Espiritu Santos. Because of the wonder in the miracle. Guys, the purpose of a miracle isn't just for something cool to happen. It's for the glory of God to be shown. It's not for some uh, young kid to look cool around his peers. It's for the glory of God to be shown. And I want you to know that that power lives in every believer in this building. What would it look like in our community? I'm new to Moberly, but I'm claiming it as my community. What would it look like if each and every person walked in that ability? 
Now, do I go around popping people's legs back? That, that isn't a miracle. That's a crazy thing. But I believe for it every single time, even if I don't see it. But what would it look like in our community if every person knew that the believer had that power? You would be swarmed. You would be, you couldn't even go to Walmart. I mean, I've heard that, like, you have family reunions at Walmart. But, like, you couldn't go to Walmart without being stopped. You couldn't, you couldn't, like, come to church without there being a line out the door for people asking for healing. Church, I believe this, this, the wonder of the miracle is the, is, it's one of the most unused Tools that, that Jesus gives us for the gospel. Not only did that woman come out healed, but what did it do? It caused others to wonder what was happening. It caused a woman to come running. If it can happen for her, it can happen for me. This woman had blood clots in her legs. All, uh, five years of blood clots all in her legs causing her extreme pain, completely dissolved, completely disappeared in Jesus' name. A, a, a man that was dealing with prostate cancer, completely free from pain after 10 years. It, it caused a, a wonder of who God was to erupt in a place, all to give glory to God. Another way to give glory to God it's to be people of generosity. This is the Christmas season. That's, for me, this is one of the, the pinnacle times to reflect on my, my uh, generosity that I give to others. But um, when we give without expectation of return, that is representing who God is. One of the most famous uh, scriptures quoted is John 3.16. For God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Many of us know that. But how, is, how important is it, even especially in this Christmas season, that when we give, like God was not asking for us. He wasn't saying, I gave my life, now you have to serve me. He had no expectation for us to love him back. So why is it so hard when our cousin or our nephew or our family member asks for 20 bucks, oh, well, Pastor Calvin, you don't know. He's going to buy a dime bag with that. Oh, he's going to go to the liquor store. Oh, they don't really need help with their bills. Or, I, no, I know them. I know them. They don't need that. They're just taking advantage of. So what? We are to be love. We are to be representations of love and giving with no expectation of return. God will, God will convict them of their wrongdoings or misuse of the money. We don't have to play God. We have to listen to what the word says, and that is to be cheerful givers. God will convict them, and we are to be loved. And number five, which I believe can be the hardest of all, when we can't see any of the other four points, when we don't see miracles, when we don't see people be generous, when we don't see the other things, the other wonders of God, when, we, when we're blind to them, is to have wonder in the wait. When we have to decide, when we have to decide to 
put away our own thoughts and choose to trust in the truth of the gospel, the truth in the word. Even when you can't see it, even when the doctor said there is no cure, even when destruction happens in your life, even when the situation happens that you feel like it's just going to take you down, that you choose to believe in the word of God. That's what it means to have wonder in the weight. And when you become a person that has wonder in the weight, I guarantee there are going to be people in your life that go, what is different about them? I know what's going on in their life. I know what just happened to them. But they keep, they're smiling right now. They're, they're dancing in church. What, what do they have that I don't have? Because I know that I would be crushed. I would not even made it to church. What do they have? And that is very simple. They have the Holy Spirit that is the comforter, the peace that passes all understanding, the self-control. Listen, my daughter was born blind. Her optic nerves were never developed. I seen the lady with her leg pop out. I've seen all these things that God has done. But why my daughter? God, why me? And I know I'm not the only one in this room that has the why me story. Well, God, I've done everything you've told me to do. I've read your word. I, 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 I went down the list. I did everything. I tithed. I, I gave up my time. I served at the food bank. I served at the Dream Center. I, I did everything that I'm supposed to do. Why am I still in this place where I need you? Why is my daughter still blind? I've, been, I, I've struggled with this for a very long time. Because I know God can heal her just like that. I know that any, that any day that she could wake up and look at me in my eyes and we can, and we can have that encounter. And I know it's going to happen, church. But I hear God whisper back to me, what if I do it right now? What if I do heal her? Are you still going to search me out? Are you still going to love me the way that you love me? Are you still going to choose to press through? And honestly, church, I, I couldn't give you an answer right now. Because it would be like, well, I've gotten everything I want. What else do I need? And the sad reality is everything that I want needs to be found in him. It needs to be found in the presence of God and the relationship that I have with him. My desire is to heal her. But more than that, my desire is to know you, Calvin. And let me tell you, there are some of you in here today that are going through something that you have to wait. That he is picking, he, he has a time, he has an appointment for you, but you have to wait. 
Think about the story of Lazarus where Jesus waited to come raise him from the dead. Jesus' best friends, he waited. Jesus, where were you if you were just here? If you were just, if you were just, to, just to heal him, he wouldn't be dead right now. And not a sweat rolled off of Jesus' back. And he said, Lazarus, rise up. There's some of you here today that need the miracle, but you're in the wait. There's some of you here today that need the wonder, that need the perspective to look at who Christ is. And God's saying, I want you, I want your heart more than you want whatever you need. And maybe some of you in here, you don't know Jesus. You don't know the wonder of who he is. And let me tell you, he desires you. He wants your heart. He's the only way when stuff does happen that you can get up and smile and say, I put on the joy of the Lord. He's the only way that you can continue to go through Because I promise you, if you allow those things to overcome you without Jesus, they will cripple you and they will weaken you. And you will be stuck in a state for a very long time until you choose to surrender to him. I I can only say that because I've done that in my life. Where I've chosen not, not to have Jesus in that situation. And I was stuck. It was like quicksand. And the more I tried, I sank deeper. He's the only way. He's the only way to be with God forever in heaven. We're going to have some prayer partners up here and in a minute and um, if you would like to meet this wonderful man Jesus I encourage you to get down here do not leave this place without meeting him and if you say well I know him but I don't know him like what you're saying get down here because these, these people that are down here they know him and they will introduce you to him They will begin to, they will, they will stir you on and say, no, he didn't give up on you. Jesus didn't give up on you. They will remind you of who you actually are. Today is the day, guys. Today is the day. Make the choice. Am I going to be a person of wonder? Is my life something that other people can look at and, 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 and see Christ? Do other people want Christ because of my life? And the only way to have that is to have Jesus. So I'm going to pray, and after I pray, if you need that, you need that re-encouragement, or you need that introduction to Jesus, Get down here as quickly as you can with zero distraction. God, I thank you so much.
for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for just who you are, God. That there are so many different avenues. There are so many different perspectives, God, of who you are. And we can never comprehend. When we get to heaven, the tears will be flowing because we can finally see just how vast and how big you are, God. God, I thank you. You're bigger than any situation we are going through right now, God. I thank you that you're a healer for anyone that needs a miracle, God. I thank you just for... um, just the generosity that'll be, that'll be pouring out of these people, God, that we will be a church known for our generosity. God, I thank you just for your spirit moving in each and every person, God. And God, I thank you that you died on the cross for us, that we have the ability to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.